Welcome to ESA Explores, an official podcast of the European Space Agency. You're listening to our Beyond series. In this series, we take you behind the scenes of ESA astronaut Luca Parmitano's second mission to the International Space Station. I'm Ali Kola, and this is a bonus mini-episode to celebrate Luca's upcoming spacewalks. Before Luca suited up to go beyond the Quest airlock and begin a complex series of spacewalks to repair and enhance the dark matter-hunting Alpha Magnetic Spectrometer, he took a bit of time to talk us through the task and challenges that lie ahead. Well, when you think about the preparation of an EVA and performing an EVA, you have to take the whole thing together. It's really hard to break it up into different bits and pieces that you think, oh, this is going to be my favorite part. I'm looking forward to the challenge. This is the first time anything like this is, is ever being attempted. We know that when, uh, when astronauts performed the repair of Hubble, it was the first time that they tried to open up uh, something that was not designed for space repairs. And so those EVAs were considered very unique at the time and, and, and complex, but nothing rivals the complexity of the repairs, the level of repairs that we're going to try to do. So even though Hubble was an example of going up and um, performing repairs on something that was not designed for EVA, these, the level of complexity of these ones is so, so much higher that it really would be something unparalleled until now. So I'm looking forward to the challenge. And obviously being out is always a thrill in a way, uh, not only because of the connected possible risks, but also because of just the sheer fact of being in space in your EVA suit, you know, connected by a feather in your own personal spacecraft. These are all elements that make it, make an EVA extremely interesting. If personally I always thought of an astronaut or somebody performing an EVA, that's I can identify the two things. Also, um, I'm looking forward to apply all the training that I've received for the past couple of years. Uh, my, uh, my crewmate and I, uh, Drew Morgan and myself, we received hundreds of hours in different environments to prepare for this. So we started our training in the MBL with our suits and, our, and to learn our configuration, the location, where to move how to move, how to access. But then we also had several training sessions in a system called Argos, which is a suspension uh, system that uh, actually imitates even better the constraint of the environment because we are outside of the water, we can use the real tools and we are suspended so that we have the same constraints as microgravity. And then uh, basically they, the team reconstructed AMS, all, all the important parts of AMS that concern us so that we could use the real tools in the real environment with the real constraints in a spacesuit, in a pressurized spacesuit. So then we had training sessions specifically to learn how to use the tools. You have to understand that the tools that we're going to use are designed specifically for this mission. They didn't exist before. They were designed, invented with the cooperation of the astronauts, including uh, myself and Drew, so that we had a system to do this um, swaging in, in space. Because what we're going to do is we're going to cut tubes that contain the cooling system, and the, it's the cooling loop of AMS, and then we're going to 
insert tubes from a different pump that's been, that was built specifically for it. So we're going to install this pump, take the tubes out of this pump, and then swage them, connect them to the existing tubes of the existing cooling system on AMS. That is something that is incredibly hard to do on the ground. Several levels of complexity, uh, incrementally uh, more complex on orbit in a spacesuit with thick EVA gloves. How are you preparing for these EVAs now that you're on the ISS? So there is a, there is a system uh, that is called the Road to EVA. Uh, and it's, it's, it's applicable for every VA, where we have about two to three weeks of preparation, where we start, we start starting the, procedure, the final procedures that have been uploaded, and um, we read through them. We have uh, videos from the ground that we can review. We have a simulation on virtual reality that we can follow up to understand our position, to understand how the robotic arm is going to move us and, uh, and all those things. There is also time in this Road to EVA for us to prepare our tools. Every tool needs to be inspected, tethered. Every tether needs to be inspected. Every tool with a tether needs to go into a bag that needs to be inspected and needs to be prepared. And all of this takes time. So this, this Road to EVA takes care of all those items. Um, in the case of AMS, because of the complexity, it might take longer and we have extra hours set aside so that we can study, prep, prep our suits and talk to the ground, understanding uh, if any contingency came up that we, need, that, that we need to figure out. Because to this moment, they're still uh, testing the procedure, making sure that we can do it in the timeline and that we have a very clear understanding of what the sequence is going to be. So that is really what happens for every VA, uh, even more so for the AMS CVA, given their unprecedented complexity. What does it feel like for an astronaut to step out into space? Well, it's hard to describe. I think that uh, as far as I'm concerned, the first two times that I've done it, I felt very focused. That is the best word that I can come up with because I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew my task. I knew where and where I was going to be. Uh, I knew the communication plan. I knew the emergency plan. Well, of course, I really had an emergency that was not in the plan, but that is a different story. At the same time, you are really focused, but at the same time, there's, there's a part of you that is almost in disbelief that you're actually doing this. It's hard to explain, but you are in a spacesuit and you're going to vacuum and the whole atmosphere is almost unreal and then you go outside and it really feels unreal. You're surrounded by this blackness, this vacuum, this desert that is the most inhospitable environment on and off Earth. And you're alive and you have a suit that keeps you alive and you have people on the ground talking to you. The Earth is below you and you're working, you're doing, you're performing tasks in space. So your professional side is very focused, very task-oriented. You're thinking about the next action, and every action comes with a before and after, and that's that's your that's the sequence of your thoughts. But at the same time, there's a side that is the human, that is the the dream, disbelief at the beauty, looking down and seeing Earth, or understanding that this is an incredibly incredibly difficult environment, and that you are floating and working in it. It's it's really an incredible journey.
This podcast is brought to you by the European Space Agency. You can learn more about Luca and his Beyond mission at lucapamitano.esa.int. Tweet your questions or thoughts to at esaspaceflight using the hashtag esaexplores. You can also email us at esaexplores at esa.int. And, of course, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.